Hello there, welcome back to the Library of Audio Fiction, where we have dramas, books, stories, actual plays, and a few other things. I'm the Acquisitions Librarian, responsible for collecting and cataloguing all of the new podcasts. Listen to a few different things this week. The first is A Game of One's Own. Only one episode out of this thus far. It's a solo actual play RPG podcast presented by Maddie Searle, probably most recently of Realms of Peril and Glory fame, which looks to be an anthology show of sorts, looking at different solo RPGs played on your own and then presented as a usually actual play form of a journal, often, but in this case, audio logs. So the first game is Mountaintop Isolation. These games are often prompt-based, as is this one. So you'd, on, say, a turn, which in this case is days, you're sort of drawing a prompt card and writing a journal action relating to what that says. So let's say you're stuck in a blizzard, you run out of food, for instance. Because Searle is generally an audio fiction producer, or in that vein, she presents these journal entries as audio diaries, which is quite a nice touch. It's an interesting start. I think it's um, one I'll keep listening to, because it's relatively short, but nice and varied. Has inspired me to have a quick go myself at the Thousand Year Vampire, so I had a bit of fun with that. Then, going from one that I've heard literally one episode of, to one I've heard lots of, it's Am I Old Yet? Now this, I struggle to define precisely. The most glib way of describing it I've come up with is sort of a One Woman The Archers, because it is the sort of audio diary. No, no, that's not true. It's dramatised mostly. So it's the life and times of Helen, a woman in her 70s, produced partly as a story because I think the creator, Floyd Kennedy, wanted something a bit more older woman focused because there is quite a habit in, should we say, entertainment production to have younger women for various starring roles. Male action stars and male entertainment stars can be fairly prominent until they are really rather old, whereas women get sort of sidelined into the background quite heavily. So I think this was made partly as a, a way of presenting, you know, older female characters still having interest and power. Now there's something interesting in that because there is not in text, this is sort of things I found out outside of text, the intention that Helen, the main character, goes through a, what we call a, a chosen one um, storyline, mostly because another creator in the field, Sarah Golding, who a lot of people will have heard of, had sort of come up with this query about older female superheroes or main characters. And I think Kennedy wanted to write something where an, an older lady was this all-important sort of saviour of the world. So I've been listening to it mostly with the intention of getting to that point, because I'm kind of curious, but it has won me over just for its own sort of purposes as I've listened. Up to season three thus far, it's much more sedate. It's essentially a slice of life, following the day-to-day adventures, adventures is perhaps a strong term, events of Helen's life, which are generally, you know, focusing on the relationship she has with her family, or friends, and the work she does in editing but it's one that is in some ways very low stakes but quite compelling if only because the characters are nicely distinct it is written and performed by people who are industry professionals so it's very polished and it's a nice display of how impactful something can be even when the stakes are low if it's presented well as i say i'm I'm listening for the the chosen one plot but i've got through quite a lot without that thus far and i'll keep going regardless because it is a nice one. Relatively short episodes, but quite pleasing. And then finally, something a bit more immediately supernatural. It is Murphy, named after the, well, one of the juice agonists, Merlin Murphy, 
a young woman who works for the currently fairly ill-defined the Parliament, which is essentially is a organisation or a body designed to control and prevent incidents with cryptids or monsters, depending on who you ask. Now, this pinged a memory for me of a TV show I watched a very long time ago called Sanctuary, which had Amanda Tapping of Stargate fame as kind of this leader of an institution which captured or homed different sort of creatures of the night to try and keep them away from people who are generally more of a problem. You know, the story's often that deep in the long histories of time, monsters used to be a lot more free-roaming because they were either faster, stronger, sneakier than people. But as humanity got more populated and just generally more numbers, it was a lot easier for them to fight off vampires. And so there was this shift from the feared monster to the endangered species. And this is a little similar. So we have Merlin Murphy, who is a, a trained agent of the Parliament, going around trying to save these creatures, balanced against a couple of conflicts, firstly with her colleague, so Jack Sherwood, who is now an ex-copper, as of the first episode, after he ran into a siren, and also potentially ran into something in his background as well, because he and Merlin were apparently childhood friends. But there are a variety of people over the series who have a rather more aggressive approach to these creatures. So there's this balancing act of, can we avoid wiping them out? We'll also make sure they don't injure people too much. So it's had sirens, vampires, werewolves, and dullahans when they have a rather entertaining busman's holiday to Ireland. And of course, the minute anyone of this nature goes on holiday, they run into something unfortunate. Impressively made this one. It's, I keep finding parallels that I don't know if they're fair or not with Sherlock, mostly because the music made for the show is very good, but has quite a similarity, it feels in my head, to the BBC Sherlock, the Cumberbatch one. I could be misremembering that, but I think it is a, it feels inspired by. It also feels a little like the three main characters tie roughly with the archetypes. So you've got Merlin Murphy as the Sherlock, who is of that world of the various monsters. Obviously he's an expert in the vampires and wills and so on. Then you've got her colleague, Jack Sherwood, who is the Watson, being perhaps more practical and pragmatic, but not knowing anywhere near what she does. And then they've got their old still copper colleague, Elliot, who acts as, to some degree, the Lestrade. So if that's a dynamic you're quite fond of, I think you'd enjoy this one. Footnote. Likely a better parallel might be Scully and Mulder, because you still have, again, the skeptic and the believer, with Sherwood as the skeptic and Murphy as the believer. Sherwood often doubts whether there really is a vampire. Hint, there nearly always is a vampire. It is, as I say, very nicely built, well produced, well scored. I am still questioning how they fund themselves. Not the podcast, the characters, just because I don't know how it works yet, whether the parliament has a stipend or what, but there's, I've got a question about where the money's coming from. Might be answered in a later episode. And that's that. If you're interested in finding more audio fiction, it's all catalogued at audiofiction.co.uk, or there's the running feed on Twitter at audiodramadebut. Anyway, cheerio.